Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Uh, we gotta be better. You know, we gotta do things at a higher level and be better at those things. And I think you know, we've addressed those going forward. And you know, we're excited for the opportunity to break that two-game losing streak against the Kings. Obviously, you can't sit and dwell in the NBA. You gotta have amnesia. You lose a game, shoot, we gotta go out there and get the next one. Then you lose two in a row. It's like, all right, now we really gotta turn up our sense of urgency to, you know, really stop this losing streak. So we've addressed things internally, you know, of how we're gonna do things and continue to step up and grow as a team but nobody's here hitting the panic button it was two games and you know we're looking to improve going forward all right tonight the utah jazz take on the sacramento kings in california's capital city tip-off will be at eight o'clock pregame coverage begins at seven it is the big show gordon monson jake scott your split story of course jazz game day um, and on a two-game skid, going up against another uh, team, certainly that is inferior from a record standpoint, but talked about it in the bottom of the hour update, the Jazz will be um, more shorthanded than even they were on Monday, as uh, Mike Conley will miss the game as he re-aggravated a right hamstring injury. And uh, they did say it was not a new injury, it was a re-aggravation. This is why they have been so delicate with Mike and why he's missed games on the first or second night of back-to-backs because you need Mike Conley healthy. And I'll, I'll be honest, that that news, Austin, uh, it concerned me a little bit. Usually I try not to overreact too much, um, and, and maybe I'm, I'm still trying in this case, but uh, they, they, need, they need all hands on deck for the playoffs. And lingering hamstring injuries, uh, I think, are are concerning. And I I personally am fr- come from the standpoint, and people differ on this. I don't think seeding in the NBA is all that important. If the Jazz fell out of the number one seed, I don't think it would really diminish their chances, in my opinion. Austin, maybe you disagree, but I don't think home court matters that much. I think matchups matter more than records per se. And if you're in the top two seeds, you really don't know who you're playing anyway. Uh, I'm with you on the seeding. I really don't think that. But it, there's a caveat with it. It really matters where mentally that team that loses that seed, how they take it. Is it something that they are really, really wanting and trying to get and then it slips through their fingers and they hit the postseason feeling like they failed at a goal? Or are they taking it, in my opinion, the right way and going, doesn't matter if we're the one, two, three, or four we got to get a right, the right matchup and, and do our best in the first round. So I'm with you there. The concern about a hamstring, Jake, Ricky Rubio was not anything incredible. He wasn't fantastic. He wasn't one of these preeminent talents uh, as a point guard. But his hamstring injury ended a jazz season a couple years ago. It did. I agree. All, all you needed from Rubio was a, was a league average and you were going to win games. And he, with a hamstring injury, missed the playoff round, and boom, Jazz go out now is against Houston. Houston, But he, it would have been different, I think, with Ricky they Rubio They there. would have been more competitive. I agree. Absolutely. And the hamstring, it's one of those that you can re-aggravate at any time throughout the rest of your career. I think, let's, let's throw a cliche out there, Austin, for a second and examine it. Limping down the stretch. You sure that's the one you want to go with here? Are you? No, that's that's where I want to go. Are you? Okay. Are, you ma- are you making a Wasatch Medical Clinic? No, joke? I'm, I'm that, saying that, that what you're doing. I'm saying that uh, Conley's might be limping here. No, no, no. But that's that's my point. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you? <laughs> are you 
figuratively limping down the stretch? What's that or are you literally limping down the stretch? Oh. Because one is more concerning than the other, in my opinion. Okay, which one concerns you more? The literal one. Really? The, not the figurative? Not really. Because I think, you know, the playoffs, it's a, it's a new ball game in a lot of ways. Things are more intensified. It's a different game because you're playing against the same team night in and night out. And, you know guys can figure it out or not, but I would rather have my team healthy and maybe needing to tighten the screws a little bit as opposed to literally limping down the stretch where you don't know if Mike is going to be able to go and how much or Donovan and how his ankle is. And I mean, those are two really, really key cogs in the Jazz opportunity to go as far as they can in the NBA playoffs. Okay, so so if they lose five of their final eight going into the playoffs, that's not as big of a concern to you as if they lose Mike Conley for the first round. Yes, exactly. I, I think that makes sense. Or you don't get 100%, you know? And, and granted, you know, 80% Mike Conley is better than 100% a lot of people on this here planet, but... I mean, when the Jazz were at their best, Locke has said this over and over again, and he's right about it. The Jazz have been blessed with health. Part of the reason they're in the number one slot in the Western Conference, whether you want to acknowledge how much or not, is that they have been healthier than most of their every other NBA team in the league. And that helps. That helps. And it helps in the playoffs, too. I mean, why the, the song and dance that Kawhi Leonard goes through throughout the regular season, which we all find obnoxious, is all designed to make sure that he is as healthy as he can possibly be going into the playoffs because that's when he's not going to miss any games. And we've put such a priority on NBA championship or bust, players get away with it because your overall you know, record doesn't mean as much in the regular season. And it is true with the Jazz now. If we're talking... That, that you want to see the Utah Jazz go as far in the NBA playoffs as they possibly can. They should rest Mike and Donovan as long as they got to rest them. As long as they've got to rest them to get them as healthy as humanly possible going into the playoffs because that's what matters. So now that they've clinched, and it's not like they were not going to make a playoffs right. spot anyway, but now that they've clinched a spot, what, what's their left? 11 games? 12 uh, games? Something like that around? I know there's even fewer. I know there's six home games left. Here in this building in the regular season, uh, if you don't see Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell the rest of the regular season, you're saying you'd be fine with that if it's all designed to make sure they're 100 percent ready to go in that first round. Correct. If now I'm not saying that's their plan. No, just, no, no. But if we're talking extremes, yes, about what you are prioritizing, and I know everybody said, "Oh, this game Friday against Phoenix is a big one," and it is. If we're talking about the Jazz holding on to the number one seed and those sorts of things, but those matter less, significantly less, than the health of the squad going into the playoffs. Because you feel that a healthy Utah Jazz roster as the other than the one seed is still a better, higher ceiling than the Suns as the one seed. Correct. I I don't know why anyone would argue with you on that. Well, I mean, I hear, and, and this is part of the game-to-game nature that we all live in, right? Uh, you know, where every the next game is the most important game ever played. You know, I, I hear people talking about how angry they're going to be if the Jazz lose to the Kings and how uh, that uh, championship teams don't lose those games, which I love that take because, yeah, they do. Go look back at every championship game, and there's one random regular season loss you can point to and go, really? The Wizards? At least one, if not many, 
So, yes, it does happen to championship teams. But the point is, is that you want to ultimately, you want the number one le- reason the Jazz just lost two games in a row to the Timberwolves. The number one. I'm not saying it's the only one, but the top number one reason they lost those two games is because Donovan Mitchell didn't play. And what about the turnovers, Jake? All factors. But any team in the NBA missing they, they their missed free throws, <laughs> missing their best offensive player. Is, is going to have issues. And let's remember that the other team, they're NBA players too. Is Jordan Clarkson shooting too much? <laughs> so those are all factors, not the reason. Not number one. Numero uno. They lost by one point on Monday. Telling me that Donovan Mitchell's not playing and and that's not a, a giant factor? So that's true. I, I think that's accurate. I think you're right. Is that in, in, is there an inherent concern in that truth and reality that without Donovan Mitchell, this Jazz team is not on the level that uh, you would think a typical traditional contender would be at missing one player? Right. Is that a concern that Donovan Mitchell missing time changes this team so drastically that you drop two in a row to the Wolves and no, and now I, have the Kings shorthanded? No, because one, you're paying him like that guy. So if you know if you're going to put that much of your cap into one player, and I think that's a good idea personally, you're not going to be able to surround him with the Harlem Globetrotters. It's just not, you know, yeah, it's not it's not an option. And he's he's that important. And in basketball, one guy makes such a significant difference that their absence, of course, is going to be felt when when the player is that good. And you want them to build around a player that good. Injuries happen, unfortunately. So bear with me for a second. Who Who is, I know you and Gordon did this last week, you think the Clippers are the front runner for the West? My my opinion. Right yeah. now. And sure. we weren't going to hold anyone to that. And Gordon, of course, went with the Lakers. And I went with the Jazz because I want the fans and, and listeners to like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jazz, Clippers, Lakers, are they all on the same level that if they lose – Blank, they're a completely different team, and their contention hopes dissipate greatly. Are you, are they all on that same yes. level field? Yes. Gordon would. I know Gordon would disagree with that. I don't. I don't see an argument. What what team? Can so we- so if the Lakers lost just LeBron, are they still the number one team in the West in Gordon's mind? Maybe in Gordon's mind, but in reality, not even close. If the Clippers lose just Kawhi, are right. they still the number one team in your mind? Not even close. And if the Jazz lose just Donovan Mitchell, they're not a title contender. So they're all on that same level for you. I would agree. There's not a team in the league. Wait, take take Luca away from Dallas. Take uh, well, what about Brooklyn? Take, take Damian Lillard away. Brooklyn maybe they're the exception, but when it comes they playoff, haven't all played anyway. When it comes playoff time, I'm betting they have to have all three to get through the East. Maybe since the East isn't that terrific maybe they would so know. you don't, there, there's the best argument probably so you don't see in the west the juggernaut team where if they lose a guy it's just they continue on status quo right they lose a guy and it's going to change that team yeah absolutely okay. and so the jazz fans who see and say donovan mitchell missing time here and this team is looking drastically different their level of concern should not be that oh that this team is not a true contender it's that that's this landscape of this current NBA that each team in the in the West loses a guy and it changes the team. That's basketball. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, it wasn't always. I mean, the Warriors a few years ago, they lost a guy, they'd be just fine. Well, they did lose a guy in a sense where uh, Steph Curry was a shell of himself in that finals against Cleveland and LeBron came back from down 3-1. True. And it was Dr- against LeBron, though. And Draymond missed a game, the, the closeout game, right, because he got suspended. 
I mean, I but think not in the West. I think it's true about most yeah. teams throughout history. I really do. Okay, and that that could be. I'm do, you, just, do Wade and Bosch win titles in Miami without LeBron? Wade won a title without LeBron. But he and had Bosch. Shaq, and he had there. Well, were you other, think he's not good at basketball? I I think Shaq is dominant. <laughs> I don't think Shaq is good at basketball. Uh, but to your to your point, I'm getting away from is if that Heatles team lost LeBron. Does Miami with just Wade and Bosch win the title they won that year? I don't know. No, I don't changes think changes so. at all. It, it does. It changes everything. So Donovan missing one guy does not necessarily mean that the Jazz are suddenly pretenders and they're contenders with Donovan. No, it means they're a good NBA team that's lo- <laughs> that's missing their best player. Still, you know where where Scottie Pippen doesn't get nearly enough credit is the the way the Bulls played without Jordan. The fact that they were still, you know, uh, a competitive playoff team in the East without Michael Jordan, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. It's something that I didn't even really give much thought to until that stupid documentary last year. Like, I had just I just had escaped my mind that the Bulls were still, without Jordan, were still right there at the top. We're still a good team, yeah. And that's that, so that's a good point. Yeah. And, he doesn't uh, get the credit. There. He doesn't get that credit and the the Tony. I mean, honestly, look at the look at the, all the franchises that have lost LeBron. What happens in the immediate future? Uh, they get to pick uh, Anthony Bennett at number one. They go into the turlet. Yeah, and Miami didn't bottom out quite like Cleveland has done twice now. But it wasn't pretty there for a couple of years in Miami after he left. And of course, uh, Chris Bosh having the issues that he had certainly didn't didn't help matters and that's something nobody could have foreseen but i mean well and they but to your point they were the eastern conference winner last year and uh no one is really giving them the nod this year right and they're the contending nothing changed on that team it's the same roster it's the exact same roster is it not yep and well, they got off to a like, slow well, start, Austin, because they got three days off in the offseason so they got off to a slow start but miami has not gotten back to that automatic pick in the Eastern Conference that they were with LeBron. With LeBron. I mean, so, you know, I'm not I'm not out here trying to make excuses for the Jazz. I'm just I'm just telling you what the priorities should be in fans' mind. And that's going into the playoffs, you need all hands on deck as healthy as possible, and they could lose the rest of the games in this regular season and that would still be the priority. Now should now should they lose some key games here and there to try and match up with a team they'd prefer. Well, see, here's the hard part, though, because they're in the top two seeds and you don't know who you're going to be playing. <laughs> which is actually... No, they could lose enough to not be in the top two seeds, w- could they, they not? They could, but, I mean, yeah, they, they could. <laughs> that could happen. Man, that would be a, that would be a disaster. But going There's some in, that believe they did that last going year. Going in healthy is still more important, and they absolutely did You do think that they last. did? 100% no. did that They wanted year. to match they up wanted with Denver? They wanted the Nuggets. And they should have wanted the Nuggets, and they should have beat the Nuggets 4-1. Silly. Silliness. <laughs> they had a 15-point lead in the third quarter. And all that, that backcourt violation. Oh, man. The bubble was so weird. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing you got to consider with Miami is I don't think the I know Gordon loves to to fight against me on this because he thinks the Lakers are the greatest team ever assembled, but that that was it was almost fiction what we saw in the L A K E R S. There are just so many other things that had to have an effect on the outcome. I mean, the fact that Miami mopped the floor with the Eastern Conference on their way. I mean, not that they made it, but they just smoked every team in front of them to get there. Yeah, or the 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 Suns suddenly went undefeated. Well, 
and still didn't make the playoffs, which yeah. I don't know about you, Austin, but left me scratching my head like, why were they there? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> why why, it, why it was, did they do that? It was a one-time moment in history that was the NBA was not – that was its own NBA season in the bubble, right? And you can't replicate that ever again. So it was weird. It was strange. But uh, I, I still think that uh, – I still think the Heat were closer to the truth – in the bubble than, say, the Nuggets were in the bubble, or the Suns specifically. So anyway, back to you think the Jazz lined up to meet up with the Nuggets on oh, purpose. Yeah, for sure. Should they do that again this time to pick blank teams? I don't think so. I don't think you can based on the playing tournament. I really don't. Because they don't want to fall. You don't want Dallas in the first round, so they don't want to fall down to three. I keep hearing people say that, and I get that Luka Doncic is good, but... I'm not saying I'd pick the Mavs. I'm just saying that's an easier opponent than, I don't know, I, I think, or a, a tougher opponent than, say, the, the Warriors. Warriors. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or the Spurs or the Grizzlies. No. You're saying the Mavericks are an easier Or a tougher opponent. Gotcha. Than, than the Sp- those, the Spurs, Grizzlies. Yeah. 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 Well, the playing tournament, uh, you you don't like it. I don't know. I'm still torn on it. I haven't really. I know that's a lame thing for sports radio, but I I see. I like the fact that you can't negotiate your opponent like this, that you don't know who's going to be in the seven or eight spot. I I do like that. I'd like it if it were a series, not just a game. Right. There, I'm I'm with you, because that's what I hate about what baseball does. Yep. Play 10 million games to have it come down to one? That more or less comes down to bad weather and an umpire. Well, and, and let's and not to get too off topic Sorry. here, but let's let's not get distracted to the point that like a pitching rotation is a major part of the game. Like it is a huge, huge factor and should be, mind you. And you just totally negate that part of it. Well, yeah, you see these teams in that wild card blow through every pitcher, win the game, and then start right. Schmeck Jones in game one in the first series. Right. Yeah. Anywho. Little little baseball convo for you there. So to wrap up, Quince or excuse me, Donovan Mitchell is not the Jazz, but the Jazz are different without Donovan Mitchell. They are not as good, yeah. And I don't feel like that should be very much of a controversial opinion. All right, there's kind of a lot going on in the world of college football today. The Pac-12 situation, the Mark Emmert situation, uh, who got extended today, by the way, as president of the NCAA. And uh, there's uh, rumors out there the college football playoff may expand sooner rather than later. You know, the only thing I could think of with the Mark Emmert thing, uh, they couldn't find anybody else, right? Like, that's just a going rate of, of like, if you're going to be the world's, one of the world's biggest punching bags, because that's what he is, right? I mean, he is the, the center of NCAA complaints. And you, there's no way that there's, like, a government on this planet that gets complained about as much as the NCAA. And he really, you know, he can tap dance with some defense here or there, but ultimately, like, he has no power or he's just a symbol of everybody's dislike. I mean, he... Yeah, you're right, yeah. He just gets the arrows. Right. I mean, he doesn't even control I don't feel bad for him. No, I don't either. And actually, I didn't see... Did we get a price tag on what his extension is going to be? I... I This is the truth, Jake. I purposely did not... Look up how much he's going to be making because I don't like when people make a lot of money that shouldn't. Well, uh, let me, you know, the the vote apparently was unanimous. 
and uh, I, I'm just guessing how that meeting went. Does anybody else want to do this? Does, does any anyone out there actually want to be uh, to have that job? No, no. Well, Mark, how much do we have to pay you to continue to be the world's most unpopular human? Okay, unanimous. Let's do this. I mean, that had to be what it is, right? Yeah, because it's a job I don't want. It's a job you don't want. It's a job nobody wants. Austin, you are a consumer of sports media. It is it is your job. You have your finger on the pulse. Sure. Pulse. 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 Anywho, uh, let me ask this question this way. A ratio, okay, out of 10. Out of the 10 times people talk about Mark Emmert out there in the sports stratosphere, how many times is that a positive thing? None. No, Jake, I'm, I am preconditioned to hate the man. <laughs> I know nothing about him. But every time but that you, I'm talking about him, it's about some dumb thing that the NCAA has done crookedly. Every time. Never even met the man, but there's at least a 50-50 chance you'd punch him in the face if we were in this room right he now. He and Pharma yeah. Bro are number one enemy. <laughs> so how much do you have to pay somebody to have that job? Oh, a lot. I mean, I bet he gets booed in the street. <laughs> Every Starbucks he orders has spittle in it. He's probably been poisoned at a restaurant before. <laughs> <laughs> you know who that guy is? That guy's the head of the NC2A. I'm a Indiana Hoosiers fan. He did this and this and that to my team. <laughs> Guess what this guy's getting? Straight poison. Yeah. Bring me the cyanide. Have you ever thought about that, though? What it, uh, Any job out there, forget the NCAA for a second. Your, your whole job is to basically be disliked, is to uh, defend incredibly unpopular opinions. You're that thank you for smoking guy. Oh, okay. How much How much would you have to get paid a year just to be universally hated wherever you went? I'm telling you, I don't know what he's being paid, but I would want more than whatever he's being paid is not enough for me to take that job. <laughs> it's not. And really. And I'm the guy that takes pennies compared to what Gordon. Sometimes I say, oh, I'd do that for $100. And Gordon's like, $100? Oh, and that matters to me. But I'm I'm sitting here telling you. If Mark Emmert makes anything less than $15 million a year, I don't want that job. See, the, the thing is, and here's, here's where I'll defend Mark Emmert a little bit, Austin, and, and, and try not to come into this room and punch me for a second. But here's the thing. He doesn't really have any power. He is the, the figurehead nominated by a bunch of stuffed shirt academics that have no clue what they're doing when it comes to running an organization of sport. And, by the way... There's a thousand of them. So he has to pick up the phone, you know, a hundred times a day from school presidents complaining about something or other that he has no power to fix. So really all he is is just a guy sitting in an office whose job it is to to take orders from people who don't know what they're doing and get hated on by everybody else. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that I'm going to remember that next week when we hear about the NCAA uh, doing something to, against uh, someone that I don't like. So right, I'm going to think of Mark Emmert and get really angry. So if my legacy when I leave this world is, is going to be one that people routinely spit on my grave, you better compensate me pretty well. 
You know, yes. you better you better roll out the big bucks because that that stinks. You know, you go down in history as the villain. You better be you better at least, you know. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to play Lord Voldemort, it better be worth it. You better have Scrooge McDuck money. <laughs> Just so you can uh, at night go home and uh, pack that cold coin that you have onto your black eye that you right. received that day. He yeah. could be. I have no idea. He could be the nicest guy on the planet. No, that's that's not possible. <laughs> he could be just an amazing human, and he's just a, just based on his yeah. position. No, he he's could. automatically extremely unpopular. I guess I guess it's possible, but I've looked in his eyes, Jake. He doesn't have a soul. Okay, <laughs> see, he doesn't. But you could put Mother Teresa in that job, and you'd have the same opinion. Probably, <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's all. I mean, you know. I guess professional commissioners have a little more power over things than Mark Emmert and a little bit better structure. But, I mean, essentially that's what Roger Goodell is, right? It's just a lightning rod for a bunch of billionaires that can hide behind him when they make unpopular decisions. Uh, uh, yeah. And Although he's created certainly more power for himself than, say, Mark Emmert. Yeah, that's that's true. But Mark Emmert, the reason that he's getting this extension— is because he is good at what they want him to be good at, and that is making sure their name is not the one we spit on their grave. It's his. Right? He 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 is very good at stalling any kind of reform that is thrown at the NCAA. Mark Emmert is the guy that gets the, the questions, and he's very good at taking that blame. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if he's good at it. What would uh, good at it be? Saying, "Oh, you got to ask them." I, that's, I don't have any power here. Yeah. I just work here. I mean, what would you know? It, you go into an interview with any newspaper writer out there ever, and the the writer automatically is is like concocting their hit piece based. You know, they're automatically being like, "All right, lead in. Guess what this buffoon said today." You know what about I mean? Mark Emmert? Yeah, yeah, Mark Emmert. Yeah, it's never. Let's get to know Mark Emmert. No. No. Gordon's not writing a feature human column on, on Mark Emmert. Right. It's the clueless Mark Emmert is I, what you're going to get. I mean, just think about the documentary about him, you know, 50 years from now and what the tone and tenor will be. You know, is he going to get one of those Ken Burns, you know, uh, highlight this amazing person and what they or is he going to get like a, and this shows that I watch uh, a, that uh, the military channel too much. But is he going to get like the the history's greatest villains, Mark <laughs> Emmert edition, you know, <laughs> Stalin, Hussein, <laughs> Emmert, Emmert. <laughs> More this Sunday. Uh, so you better be paying me a bunch of money because I'm getting history's greatest villains documentaries after I go. And you can make them. If, I, if I'm making enough money, go right. ahead and make all those documentaries you'd like. Meanwhile, you know, John Calipari and Rick Pitino are, are, you know. Doing what they do. And they're going to have a statue. You know what yep. I mean? A shrine of some sort in every school they've ever worked at. So that is the only defense I can really come up with for Mark Emmer is that has got to be the world's crappiest job. Yeah, and uh, now I put the, uh, that's the end on saying nice things about Mark okay, Emmer. Okay, that's fine. But he does have a little bit. Because he's an of, awful person. He has a little bit of that. I always feel absolutely terrible for the the one person standing at the desk in the terminal at the gate. You know what I mean? The one person standing there who's at the job, airport at the airport, uh, whose job it oh, is yeah. to to get yelled at I when mean, the flight is delayed right. or canceled. I mean, yeah. if everything goes right, you don't even talk to that person, right? I mean, the happy people 
in the terminal are not talking to that person standing at the yeah. desk at the gate. You're the no only, longer buying a ticket from no, them like you used to. The yeah. only reason they're there is to get yelled at by by dissatisfied people. That's a good point. And in in most scenarios, probably like unsatisfiable people. Well, yeah, there's nothing you can do. There would be nothing you can do for me to make me feel better when my flight gets canceled and I miss grandma's right. birthday or whatever. What uh, what uh, what show is that? Maybe it was Newsroom. I can't remember where they go. I'm sorry, sir. There's nothing I can do about the eight feet of snow that is stacked <laughs> up outside. <laughs> Or oh, you get thought, me a manager, right? Hey, I thought I was buying a ticket for the five o'clock flight. This is for the seven thirty flight. I am outraged, <laughs> and you don't have a spot for me. I mean, I always am nice to those people just for the reason that there is there, nobody is nice to those people. Yeah, their last name is not Southwest Delta American Airline, but that's what people yell at them as though their right. last name is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know. I do feel bad for Mark in that sense, I guess. Is that a defensible position? Okay, so to continue a theme that we've talked about every day so far this week, strangely enough, would you rather have gate attended at the airport, Mark Emmert's job, or cat food taste tester? Oh, cat food taste tester's out. I'd rather be, <laughs> I'd rather, uh, I'd rather have a legacy of hatred uh, than cat food taster. <laughs> And I think <laughs> I think Mark's job pays significantly more than the, than the gate the, attendant the poor gate attendant at the airport. Probably a lot less security getting to work. Yeah, but a lot of people know you because they hate you because of the things that you get brought up with. The but, gate attendant, they go home every day and they don't have to worry about Susan from Omaha that yelled at them. Here's what I'd do if I were Mark. I'd go into the office. I'd say, I just got my extension. And you know what? If the coronavirus has proved anything, it's that we can work remotely. So I, from here on out, will be working uh, remotely from an unknown location that is uh, maybe somewhere tropical. Ignore the blender in the background, but uh, you know where it's not going to be here, where people could find me. Maybe there will be senators from Texas there. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Working remotely Political well. joke there. Like it. All right, should we, we we can get into the jazz game and the split story uh, coming up at 2.30. I'm sorry, that, that, that Mark Emmert take was... Was uh, eating at me there. As that guy gets <laughs> unanimously extended. I love the unanimously part. Nothing screams we can't find anybody else to take this job. Like, think how hard it is to get a unanimous vote on where to go to dinner tonight. I mean, the entire like structure of college football is is uh, changing against his wishes, and he has been feckless to do anything about it. And uh, unanimous extension. There you go. It's like the it's it's like the job that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's like the cat food taster because they can't find anybody a minimum wage, and so they get somebody who's making two hundred grand a year. <laughs> All right. More big show coming up next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.